0: (laughs) you got this hello hello how are you oh I'm good um yeah happy to be chatting with you I'm always amazed another week's gone by
1: I know it's already I'm like oh we're recording already yeah well, just so you know, I have my sister's dog lying on me. So if there's some heavy breathing, that's who it is. It's not me. <laughs> it's
0: not. <laughs> it's not. It's
1: not your, your so, husband. No, it's so <laughs> hot here that she's proper panting.
0: Ah uh, well, my daughter's downstairs watching TV and jumping around. So you might hear some, some little sounds too. But yeah, so, how are you? Yeah, oh, you've, got, you've got a, you had a, a bigger week. I'll just quickly recap my week things. Um, you know, more of the same, still waking up at night, replaying stupid things in my head um, about the affair and all that. But also I took my daughter swimming yesterday and ran into a friend, you know, one of those friends you have because you both have kids the same age. And when my daughter and her son were a lot smaller. Um, we got together for a few play dates, had coffee. So I really liked her. She's someone I really like. And, but I haven't seen her in a long time. And our kids go to different schools. Anyway, we were chatting by the pool. And it was the first time I told my... Because she said, so I, I gather your marriage is over. And I, and I didn't want... I don't know if you want to talk about it. And amazingly, (laughs) I just was able to say it very succinctly and quickly and without too much emotion. And it's been the first time I haven't, because I used to kind of feel like I had to tell the whole story and I don't know, I, I was able to just say, well, you know, right, like literally a week before the pandemic hit, I found out my husband was having an affair and Then we were in lockdown, and then I spent six months trying to save my marriage and realized I was the only one really, truly trying to save it, and so I left. And I was like, wow, that was amazing. I, I Yeah, I don't know. It's amazing how when a traumatic event happens, as time passes, I I kind of thought that was the most succinct I'd ever been about it. I didn't have to tell her the details or, you know, Yeah, it was, I don't know if it felt good or bad, but it made me realize I've come a long way. I also makes it also, as soon as you tell people that you can just see in their face, they're like, Oh God, I don't want to get into this, (laughs) you know? But she was like, well, it sounds like you're doing so well now. Like everyone, everyone just has the best intentions, but, um, unless they've been through it themselves, it's, it's really, uh, tricky, but
1: didn't didn't you have a realization about your ex this week you messaged oh yeah
0: so um we had like a zoom meeting because he's out of town right now and my daughter's flying out um on Monday to go be with him for 10 days out where he is so I wanted to meet the babysitter because I don't know her and she's going to be hanging out with my kid a few evenings and um So we had this zoom and I, I don't know. I just, it was very pleasant. She's great. She's going to be great. My daughter's really excited, but I was looking at my ex on the video screen and I was actually just found him so unattractive, which God, if he ever listens to this podcast, but anyway, who cares? (laughs) I I doubt he will. Um, but, uh, Yeah, I just felt this feeling of, ooh, like I just, right down to the clothes he was wearing, the words he was saying, I just found him really unattractive, like almost repulsive to me. I can't imagine, I can't believe I ever let that person touch me, or let alone, you know. It's, It's amazing how you can be so in love with someone and attracted to them, and then two years later, I just see him as such a different he's a different person to me it's like a complete familiar stranger <laughs> it's like yeah
1: that is weird
0: yeah but I mean it's like in anything you know you meet someone and you think they're really great and then the more you get to know them they start to look less attractive or more attractive just by their actions or yeah. their their way of being in the world
1: But that's really good. Like it would be awful if you were looking at him really pining and fooling really. Believe me. Yeah. Yeah, I I really felt
0: grateful for that. I really felt grateful. I thought, oh God, it would be so hard if I, yeah, if I thought he was super hot looking or something. (laughs) But that's about it. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. That's about it really. Um, my, daughter's been struggling with some anxiety and stuff and we've been doing a thing where <laughs> I've been trying everything but what seems to be working the last couple days is I fill a big bowl with ice water and she just dunks her face into it for like 15 seconds and then she's like it worked mommy like I feel so much better I, I, the feeling's gone and I'm like wow I don't know it's got something to do with you know your vagus nerve i don't know anything so but i I, yeah we well i was seeing all these things on the internet of people who take these cold baths right like the plunges yeah yeah to help them with anxiety or depression or and it makes sense to me um so then i thought well i'm not gonna fill the bathtub up with ice water but i thought let's just try doing this and it seems to be working so there you go, everyone. A hot oh, tip. yeah, I
1: remember that.
0: <laughs> yeah. But you go because you've had some big revelations or you had a bigger week and, and it's so interesting all the stuff we were talking about on the phone earlier. So Yeah. You go. Uh, yeah.
1: And it's it's not like it is quite big things. It has nothing's really big has happened, but it yeah no. it's definitely been like a chain of events that have yeah created lots of emotions and I've just been really really aware of the change in the emotions Mm -hmm. and I've been able to I guess read a lot more from it I think yeah yeah so my husband was coming home on Wednesday and um he was flying like a really really long like he had like something like a 30 hour trip to get back so he messaged me. I got this message from him saying that everything had turned into a bag of washing. That's one of his phrases. And he was now on a different flight um, coming in to Heathrow um, and he had no luggage. And it was all to do with, cause he was flying into a particular country that you need just as a layover to change flights. And you needed a visa, even though he was just kind of touching down and then taking off again. Right. And so he'd missed it, there was something wrong with the visa or, I don't know, something to do with the visa. And he'd missed the connecting flight. So he was on a different flight. But his, but they never took his bag off the other flight. So he was now coming in with no luggage. and.
0: Oh, uh, like airports have been a nightmare, it sounds like, these days. Yeah.
1: But at the time, I kind of thought, and it has happened numerous times where he doesn't read things properly he gets overexcited he doesn't check stuff and he he's missed a flight before because he got the time wrong and just different things like that so kind of in my head I just assumed that he had done something wrong um which had kind of created this yeah and instead of being like oh what a dick you know it's your own fault I actually just really felt a lot of compassion and me and my daughter were saying on the way when we were going to pick him up we were saying how we were really excited about seeing him, but the kind of we felt really bad for him that he'd had this awful time getting home and he yeah. had no bag and he had to sit around for six hours in an airport and and like it kind of yeah. had taken the edge off the excitement and I just felt really really bad, real compassion for say he did make a decision that fuck this up and, you know, he's now not got a bag and he's had to change flights and it's all been awful. And, you know, yeah. I just felt really bad for him. And and I really suddenly realized about compassion and how, when you do have compassion for somebody making a mistake or doing something stupid, which has led to a big kind of fuck up and, and big repercussions like this flight thing, then, um, the compassion leads you to soften and leads Mm -hmm. you to either forgive or kind of go, Oh dear. Yeah. How awful. Yeah. We all make mistakes. How bad, you know, that kind of thing. And so I was really, really, really aware of the compassion that I was feeling for him, which then kind of led on to me feeling loads of love and, and loads of like really missing him and really wanting him to come back. And, I really felt that so when he arrived oh. it was all lovely and you know really nice we had a huge traffic jam on the way home but it was all really nice seeing him and and it's really excited by the time we got home there's always a period of adjustment. so anyone who's an army wife who is listening will know what I mean when your husband is away for a long time and bearing in mind he was only gone a couple of weeks but you kind of get into your own groove, you get into your own system, you get into Yeah, and I mean it's nice yeah. them not being yeah.
0: here. It's not just army wives, like, you know, any any even past boyfriends I've had who yeah, you get you get into your own groove when yeah. you're just a single person, you know, taking care of yourself and maybe your kids and
1: and it is a, yeah. yeah
0: it's a huge adjustment then to have this person back
1: come back yeah and yeah. so literally within the first couple of hours like he was just I... yeah <laughs> and so then my my enthusiasm kind of really dropped and I got this real dreaded feeling like oh god maybe you know the excitement and the compassion is just all in my head and and actually the reality of him being here isn't as nice as i build it up in my head and maybe Mm -hmm. this isn't what i want and you know so i kind of felt those doubts creeping in and we were watching movie um which i absolutely just as a little thing highly highly recommend it's called 13 lives and it's about the um kids football team in thailand that got stuck in the caves a few years ago and about the escape mission and oh my god where did I, you
0: watch it? Is it in the theaters or on Netflix or what where did you watch it?
1: It was on Amazon Prime and Okay. I knew the story and I knew they got them out but I didn't know how. So if anybody doesn't know how they actually rescued them, watch this movie. It was amazing. Like amazing. And I was just sitting there thinking how you know, when you see the absolute worst of people, we talk about that a lot, and we've been at the receiving end, when you actually see the very, very, very best of humankind, yeah. oh my God, it was unbelievable. So oh. anyway, that's a little side thing. It's called Thirteen Thank you. Lives. I'm going to watch it. So we were watching um, this movie, and I was sitting there, and I messaged you, didn't I? Because I suddenly got this realisation, I was feeling really anxious, I had like all these doubts are creeping in and I was just thought god like yesterday and for the last couple of weeks I've been feeling on top of the world like getting my life in order my house yes. in order, fan- feeling fantastic and now all of a sudden I feel shit and then I just thought god when was the last time I felt I felt this amazing just before I left um overseas when I was coming home and then I suddenly realized he wasn't there then either yeah So I suddenly had this realisation of, oh, my God, I feel great when he's not here. Yeah. And my stomach dropped. And I messaged you, didn't I? And I was sitting going, oh, my God, I've just had this realisation. Maybe I don't actually want to be with him. Maybe I'd feel better when I'm by myself. Yeah. So, but I wasn't kind of reading too much into it. I was just, yeah, I just said to you, oh, that's interesting. You were like, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah just let's see how it goes so then we're watching this movie and there's a bit towards the end where they're bringing these um boys out and they bring them out one at a time and they're on stretchers. and as they were on stretches they were covering them up with these um big umbrellas because there was loads of media and loads of people there yeah and one, one of my kids said why are they covering up the the um stretchers and the bodies of these boys not bodies as they weren't dead but and um and so my husband launched into this long explanation of how you know when you are in charge of somebody who is not in charge of themselves in that they're not in control of their own kind of dignity and their own situation and -hmm. where they are and what's happening to them you have to do that for them and you have to look after them and you have to protect them and you have to make sure that they're dignity is being looked after and you know you're being very moral and all of this with them and very responsible with the fact that you're you know looking after this person and yeah and and my husband is a medical professional he's in the army but he's a medical professional so he knows all about this stuff yeah. Um. you know if someone is inebriated in some way and they're not mentors, you have to speak for them or protect them or make sure that someone's not doing something to them that shouldn't happen or you know Yeah. and he was speaking from a very professional he was sounding you know just so professional and serious and, and very knowledgeable about this and it really I had such a like kind of like one of those emotional flooding panic of course yeah which didn't last very long I have to say it didn't last very long but I was kind of like really oh there it is there's his integrity Mm -hmm. like oh my god it is there and it made me realize how bad he was when it wasn't yeah and so then like I'm kind of really long story here so then I was thinking then I had this realization of this kind of whole compassion when you have compassion for somebody and it softens you and you let that love in and you can kind of understand their situation even if it was the wrong thing to do even if it was really awful you can kind of see it from their side you have this compassion that Mm -hmm. leads to like forgiveness or love or or other kind of softened feelings yeah then you leave yourself open for the hurt because it's when you soften yeah. that you then realize how painful and hurtful it is when they break well,
0: Yeah. And especially to soften to the person who hurt you. Yeah. You know, but totally. absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Totally. And so then like later on we were, um, I would say trying to be intimate because and it was I laugh now, but it wasn't funny at the time. So I and I am convinced that I um, have been through the menopause now and I'm convinced that it was brought on early by the shock of the affair. I think I've brought it up maybe in a podcast before. Yeah, I would believe it. Yeah. In that my night sweat started literally the day after D-Day. And I'm only 47 and I'm totally done with periods I have done for over a year now. So my body doesn't function in the same way. It's kind of like you don't need to reproduce anymore. So why on earth do we need to have sex or, you know, even the same? My body just doesn't work in that same way. And it's the first time ever that I've had real difficulties Um, having sex with my husband, and I felt incredibly uncomfortable, very self-conscious. Yeah, embarrassing. Yeah, really embarrassed. And and normally, we've always had a real connection. Like I've said before on the podcast, for the last three and a half years, every time we've had sex after D-Day, I burst into tears. Like, we have that much of a connection. We always have. And obviously, that didn't happen. I'd been feeling like that earlier on in the evening anyway and I just lost it completely. I was just crying but not through an emotional <laughs> reason, just through a like, oh my God, what the hell is, like is this the end, is this, Yeah, you know, we just kind of lost this connection and it all came out about how I felt listening to that movie and listening to him talk about the kids and the, the you know looking after their dignity and oh my god and yeah all just kind of came out but then i recovered and i went on this run this morning and you know we've been talking about um,
0: bitterness versus bitterness and
1: anger and i realized mm-hmm. i say when i'm running i just everything just you can process every process everything in it and i realized that the bitterness and the anger stops the hurt because they harden you if you're bitter mm-hmm. and you're like oh they're fucking wanker I don't give a fuck they're fucking they're never going to do that to me again or and you feel that that bitterness mm-hmm. really hardens you and when you're hard the pain doesn't hurt so much
0: mm-hmm. yeah And is when you,
1: when you soften mm-hmm. that's when it really fucking hurts because you realize how Betrayed you were, and how awful it was because you're letting your guard down. And I think that it's like we were saying that anger is natural, but I think the bitterness that comes from that comes from self protection.
0: Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Especially if you're, you know, trying to open your heart to this person, like you are still, you know, you're, you stayed in the marriage. So it's, yeah. Well,
1: and I just want to point out, like, since he's been home, he's been amazing. Like, he's bought me some perfume and he, he's he been absolutely amazing. This isn't him. He's not done anything to, you know, make me feel like I don't, like He's doesn't want to be with me or anything like that. This is purely inside me and when I when I was watching the movie and and was texting you and was like I'm not sure I want to be here I genuinely felt inside it's so difficult to explain like I was permanently broken. Yeah. And not broken in a like oh god I'm broken. I'm just no but But yeah something inside me yeah in terms of trust and fear and vulnerability yeah it's broken like permanently
0: of course it is yes
1: and i tried to explain that to him and at the point that point i genuinely normally he kind of you know he goes into his kind of shame cycle and and but i genuinely at that point didn't even give a shit about like his side of this i was just like I'm not even saying this because I'm trying to make you feel bad about what you did or I even want to bring up what you did. I'm saying this because I think something is broken in me. Like, I don't even care about the rest of it anymore. Mm -hmm. It was so bizarre. Hmm.
0: And do you feel like it's just broken forever? Like, it's just broken?
1: Yeah, I just... It was so... Like, he's. it was so like what's the word like it just happened like it was though I had no say in it no control over it no it just sitting there seeing him say all that stuff and I was like wow you know there's his integrity there it is
0: yeah
1: and that he didn't felt the fear I felt the realization of Oh my God, that was actually really fucking bad what you did because I can just see your integrity now. I can see that you can be. Yeah, and you believe you believe in the words you're saying. Yeah, totally. And I could see that real that if he was in that situation with someone where he had to advocate for them and look up, he would absolutely do it he's done it a hundred million times professionally like he absolutely would and he has that moral standpoint and it really struck me how so far removed from who he actually is the way he was behaving and how bad it is when if he's advocating for total strangers who just happen to be a patient and he couldn't get for his wife yeah yeah and, and again, in that moment, that, that fear and then the repercussions of how he allowed her into her life and then the bitter, vicious things she did to me, I just really felt that vulnerability Oops. of being on the receiving end of it all. And it didn't last long. Like, I felt that before and it's lasted like two days. It didn't last long. It lasted maybe 20 minutes, half an hour. Yeah but it's still that immersion you know i don't know how to explain it it's like you know those kind of um fully immersive pools that you kind of lie in and you they shut the thing yeah it's like that so for 20 minutes you're in one of those surrounded by the realities of what happened to you
0: yeah
1: i don't know if that makes sense
0: no it makes total sense It makes total sense. And we spend a lot of time trying not to feel that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because in the beginning and for the first few years, when you're in that immersive state, you're in it for a few, good few hours, you know, it's not nice. So it, it wasn't for long, but it really Mm. made me kind of join all the dots together from what we've been talking about with bitterness and anger and trying to move on and, and how do you actually leave all this stuff behind and, move forwards and and try to be normal and try to relax and i just didn't feel relaxed when he came back i was kind of like oh my god i suddenly feel anxious and now i'm second guessing myself again and and then second guessing what i look like and am i behaving right and is he thinking this and is he looking at my wallpaper and thinking what the fuck she done and not saying <laughs> it. and all god. that anxiety uh,
0: yeah came which is back. just
1: it's just And to be fair, he wasn't. He wasn't, and he's not. Like he isn't.
0: Yeah, but something got triggered in you there, and it's like you feel like you're back. You know, trying to get them to pick you again. Like, oh, am I? Am I doing rather than just being who you are authentically and trusting that you're worthy of love, just as you are. Whatever wallpaper you want is the wallpaper that makes you happy. Hopefully,
1: and anyway. paranoia of what is he thinking what is he thinking of me is he rolling his eyes at me inside and it was it is the the kind of pick me feeling but it's also the bit before the pick me feeling where um, it's the you know when they're resenting you and Mm -hmm. the feelings that they have and they're building up in their head against you to make them do it in the first place and then the enemy that they turn you into while they're doing it Yeah. So, again, it's all that paranoia of, is he rolling his eyes in his head? Is he kind of thinking, oh, God, you know, what the hell am I doing here? That, those feelings that he obviously had and hid from me for so long that I had no idea what even there, I didn't even know he was thinking that. So that anxiety is very real, and I mm-hmm. didn't even know mm-hmm. until he came back, and I'm there thinking, why do I feel so fucking shit? When i felt amazing for the last two weeks. Oh, yes, because he hasn't been here.
0: <laughs> wow. Yeah. So how do you feel now?
1: So now I've kind of processed it all and I've realized it all. And he's been amazing the last couple of days. Like, he's just been really solid. He has been putting the cladding on the extension and working really hard and being really sweet and... Just, just kind of... He just lets me get on with it. Yeah. Um, And I do think, like, this is not a him thing. This is an... Abs- he is not doing anything wrong to warrant any of this. It's just the repercussions, ongoing struggles yes. of when you've been betrayed and what it fucking does to you. Yeah. And And actually, I don't resent him for it actually I'm not like I've just kind of thought I'm not even gonna go if he hadn't fucking done this in the first place I don't actually feel like that I just feel really like I just want this fucking to go away
0: (laughs) yes oh god I know what you mean and there's that feel I was just thinking like because I even have I've said before I've had I have moments where I I do feel compassion for my ex and I just I I know a lot about his childhood not that any of that's an excuse, but I kind of, you know, psychoanalyze him myself. Um, but then I feel like, Oh, but if I feel compassion for him, am I letting him get away with it somehow? Or what am I giving up by feeling compassion for him? I mean, I don't want to be his friend. I don't try. I'll never trust him. I mean, he's an okay dad. And I, I feel like my kid is safe with him, but and you know, I have no doubt he he loves our daughter, but I don't know. It's so complicated now because I'm stuck with this fucker in my life for the rest of my life. Because we have a kid, you know? And And I think
1: I think the thing I'm realizing over the last couple of days, which I know we have talked about this before and we do know this, but it's really clear to me is that You can have compassion and still be angry at them. You can have compassion and still hate what they did. And the thing is with, with betrayal is you have 97 different emotions that all happen one after the other that you are uh, allowed to feel all one after the other, or even at the same time. You can hate someone and love them. You can love them and hate what they did. You can feel compassion and then anger. I can sit there one minute and feel like, oh my God, I don't know if I want to be with him. And then half an hour later feel, actually, no, I do. Like you can, it can all coexist all at the same time. And you don't have to figure it out and think that any of it has to lead to any kind of action it just is what it is yeah yeah and it's just this and rolling think, it's not yeah. even a roller coaster and- it's just a rolling up and down up and down kind of like
0: you're Definitely. on a
1: go-kart almost just going yeah here we go <laughs> and you don't have to try and analyze it or read into it or do anything Like, just because I felt like, hang on a minute, I felt really good when you weren't here. And now I feel really anxious when you are here. Doesn't mean that maybe we should split. Mm -hmm. It's just, that's just how things are making me feel right now. And so when you're bombarded with like a tidal wave, just battering, you battering with all these emotions. It's so draining and so exhausting. You've got to just kind of, realize that they're all gonna happen and none of it has to actually mean anything to action and you can feel them all at the same time and that's normal and it's okay and they can all coexist
0: yeah two things can be true at once yeah
1: even five things (laughs) yeah
0: that's true that's true
1: I think that's kind of what I've literally gone up and down and up and down from one emotion to the next. And now today, like I had my big run this morning and I feel all right. Good. And Good. I do really love my husband and I do want to be with him. Good. I just wish these yeah. triggers, this fear, it's fear. Yeah. Would just heal itself, I guess. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I think that's PTSD, isn't it? I think it is. Yeah. It's like a, yeah,
0: definitely. Well, that might be a good place to, to wrap no, it up. I feel up. like
1: I've just talked and talked. And no, started. no,
0: it was good. No, it's you, you, you did talk, but it was interesting and, and valuable. Yeah. And your beach looks amazing.
1: Oh, it was amazing this morning. I was like, it was 7.30. It was already probably 20 degrees. I was just like, I had to stop. And the song that I put on my reel was actually the song that was on my, um, like I was listening to at the time. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. And the music was just, just all brought the ambience. And after the last couple of days, and I just really felt like I wanted to explain this Whatever I've been through, just in case anyone out there just really can relate, you know, it's, it's, it's okay to feel all these emotions and not know what the fuck to do or what they mean or anything. Yeah. They don't have to mean anything. Yeah. Yeah. And my thing
0: this week was like, time does help. And, you know, seeing my ex and, and, you know, he's out of town right now. And he's probably on Tinder. He's probably dating. He's pro- And I actually don't care. Like, I don't spend any time thinking, oh, what's he doing? Is he dating people? Is he, you know, like, I actually really don't care, which is a really good feeling. <laughs>
1: I was going to say, that's a really good place to be.
0: It is. I mean, I will care if someone, you know, imp- if he commits to someone and th- then they're suddenly in my daughter's life. That's going to be a next hard thing for me to face, but you know, who knows, maybe it'll be me that meets someone and he'll have to be faced with that same thing. So I don't know. I just don't care. And I, God, if anyone's dating him, I wish them all the best because (laughs) holy crap. (laughs) Yeah. That's how, that's how I feel today, which is good. It's a powerful thing to feel. So yeah. And I think your revelation was, was also really interesting and and true I'm gonna yeah think so of- I
1: think all the people out there who are struggling maybe with the bitterness is kind of maybe look behind what's the bitterness is it yeah. keeping you safe from feeling that pain it's it's keeping that wall up it's keeping you hard so that you yeah. don't have to really feel the pain of what's been done to you and that's okay as well but the bitterness isn't, necess- it's working in one respect, but it's not necessarily keeping you healthy and being able to move on. Yeah. But I do think it's that form of protection. Definitely. Because to be, have compassion and to soften is hard. It, it's painful because you just realize what they did, you know, when you do have that much love for somebody. But I think okay. you've got to feel that pain, and use it up to be able to move on so at some point the bitterness needs to i guess be dissolved
0: yeah that would be nice in a nice bowl of ice cold water do you yes. like how do you like how i brought it? that back do you like how i brought that back i did also I, did. I think also 51 year old here i'm pretty sure i'm having my period right now so you know we're living these weird parallel opposite lives it's great
1: the other we we were doing a podcast and i said you said something about um a slice there's a phrase and i thought you'd made it up oh yeah it's, it's been a slice yeah it's been a slice um i had a message on my dm saying there is a phrase that is there's a slice of heaven oh so we were wondering whether that was the, the actual phrase but um I was like oh I don't know
0: in a slice of heaven it could be I never knew heaven was involved but I'm gonna look it up now I keep for- I forgot about that yeah, yeah I don't know I have I have weird sayings but it might be just from where I'm from in Canada or yeah yeah anyway we'll see
1: okay well it's been okay a joy. I hope I haven't rambled too much
0: no I love your ramblings um and other people do too so uh yeah Yeah. have a good day yeah we'll talk um next weekend
1: yeah have a good okay have a good weekend
0: yeah you too okay bye bye